Okay, guys, before we get to part two of episode five, I want to talk to you about another podcast from OPR. Two guys eating bagels so close to the mic. If you love off-the-cuff body banter between two friends, then you'll love the comedy of two guys eating bagels so close to the mic, which allows listeners to laugh, learn, and get a big old listen to every doughy chew. Check out Two Guys Eating Bagels So Close to the Mic on your podcast app today. Okay, let's get right to the show. In Nebraska, tornadoes are part of the fabric of life. The state averages around 50 of the suckers every year, and Bluff Springs has seen its fair share of bad ones. Last year, I saw a twister rip a whole big barn to shreds. It was sick. But lately, I've realized that an unsolved murder is a lot like a tornado. It can tear a town apart. So you can imagine how I felt when I got a search warrant and made my way towards W.O. Calloway's estate to finally solve this thing with the purpose and determination of a Nebraskan tornado to finally stop the tornado that was this unsolved murder. As I sat in the back of our landmine-resistant armored tank, I couldn't help but feel proud of what I was about to accomplish. After all these years, all of the botched leads and dead ends... Pass me that M14. I was finally going to completely fix these people's lives. I tried not to get emotional as I strapped on my government-issued ballistic protection and communicated with the SWAT commander. Armed the Bearcat turret with 50 caliber Browning. We don't know what we're walking into here. T-minus 90 seconds. Drone is in position. You know, before I started this job, the Bluff Springs Police Department didn't have a single Bearcat. That's a ballistic-engineered armored response counterattack truck. But now, we have four. <laughs> Callaway's gate, despite its size, was no match for our wheels. We were in. In one short, heavily armed raid, this would all be over, and Haley's family could finally have peace. I turned on my night vision goggles, put my dog Skiff on a leash, and we stormed the place. Go, go, go! My finger was on the trigger in case I needed to be a hero and take the shot myself. But then, I saw him. Mr. Calloway? That's my name. Is that him? Hold your fire! Hold your fire! He was sitting in a childlike fort made out of gold bricks, trying to see how many hundred-dollar bills he could fit in his mouth. The men, the guns, none of it fazed him. The only moment he got up from his velvet pillow was to chase the red circles from our lasers along the walls of the dimly lit study. That's, that, 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 I knew it right away. This wouldn't end in a shootout. This man wasn't a threat to anyone. As he laid down on a massage table and started wheeling himself around with his hands on the ground, I dismissed the SWAT team. All right, guys, you can get out of here. I can handle it. And I sat down one-on-one with Calloway. His team of nurses helped me understand him in between the moments when they fed him pills and he chewed them all up. See, this is his family tree here. Oh my God, he he is fifth in line to the king of the Netherlands. Well, his mother there. Is also his cousin. Uh Listen, I don't know what you could possibly want with Mr. Calloway, Chief. He's just a simple old man finishing up his last days alone. He is a suspect in the murder of Haley Price. Oh, absolutely not. Even if he was capable of something like that. I am not. Haley was murdered at night, if I'm not mistaken. That's right. Uh, Sometime around midnight. I sleep up in the whirly birds. Yes, I'm telling him that. You see, every night, for as long as I've known him, W.O. sleeps in a helicopter circling the city. He likes the way the vibrations feel. It is the only way he can fall asleep. 7 p.m. to 9 a.m. every night. I I sleep up in the whirly birds. Yes, you do. By the way, 
I didn't know this. I thought the loud whirring noises above the town every night were just government-issued planes releasing some type of sterilization mist to keep the population at bay. Well, I, uh... Huh. Okay. I, I don't suppose you have any... Flight records? Of course. Thanks. The flight records proved it. W.O. Calloway was in a helicopter above Bluff Springs for the entire night of Haley's murder. And in case that wasn't enough proof, they were also able to produce a security camera video from within the helicopter that showed Mr. Calloway sleeping that very night. It was 13 hours long, and I watched every minute of it. Okay, there he is. Okay. Still sleeping. Hmm. All right. I can fast forward if you... No, no, no. Shh. Well, okay then. So I was wrong. This man couldn't have murdered Haley. But that didn't answer all of my questions. Did you know that Mr. Calloway left a note in Haley Price's locker? How do you explain this? This is certainly very strange. And then the old man cleared his throat. <clears throat> I never had a best friend. Then Haley comes and she walks my dogs. I thought, this is my best friend. It's oh, so sad and so stupid. Then she leaves to a new job and a new best friend. And I think, it's goodbye for good. I'll never have a best friend. Who are you? Do you want to be my best friend? I left immediately. I couldn't believe I had failed so miserably. Not only had I let the town down, I'd let my listeners down. The man I'd spent a decade and over $42 million of Pentagon grants chasing down was not a murderer. The richest man in Bluff Springs was also the dumbest. The frustration mounting, I took one of the Bearcats for a joyride to blow off some steam. My best lead was a bust. Did I fail? Would I ever find justice for Haley? Would I ever finish what I'm sure could one day become the most game-changing serialized podcast of the year? There's a type of fish that's native to the shallow waters of the Mediterranean Sea. It's called a spotted weaver. Brown and yellow on its head and back, three poisonous spines. It feeds on smaller fish and crustaceans. And as I'm recording this episode, I can't help but think that the best way to pull me out of this funk is to use a spotted weaver as a metaphor for an unsolved murder. They're both long and poisonous and icky. And like an unsolved murder, they have dark spots all over them. Right now, I'm in the darkest spot of them all. I knew what I had to do. I had to go back to New York where I could clear my head and talk to the only person who could help me now, Ethel. I hadn't been back to the Big Apple in almost 10 years, but Onion Public Radio was still paying me $135,000 a year, so I owed them a visit anyway. And I'd heard that David Chang opened a couple new Momofuku since I left. So I packed my things and I left Bluff Springs, a place I had grown to love. While none of the residents of Bluff Springs are quite as smart as me, they're all intelligent, thoughtful people with hopes and dreams. Some of them became my best friends, one of them became my wife, and they all became the taxpayers responsible for my robust police chief salary. I loved these people. It was time for me to finally be the hero I promised them I would be all those years ago. Next time on A Very Fatal Murder. Hey, walk in here! Yeah, fuck you! Now, Batty. Right fielder, Aaron Judge. You forget about Welcome it. back, David. Oh my god. This changes everything. <laughs>
A Very Fatal Murder is made possible by the Budweiser Clydesdales and Girl Scouts of the Swamp. Special thanks to Lockheed Martin for providing our recording equipment. 